football is around the corner and we are ramping it up over here on the Ringer NFL feed in the month of August. Every week, Ben Solak and I will be bringing you not one, but two extra point takens. That's right. Double the trouble as we predict, debate, and analyze our way through camp and the preseason every Monday and Friday. But that is not all. Steven Ruiz and I will be coming to you every Wednesday. We'll talk about everything in the world of the NFL. And who knows? Maybe Steven will even have something nice to say about your favorite squad. Though, frankly, I wouldn't count on it. Subscribe to The Ringer NFL Show on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. And be sure to follow The Ringer NFL on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at Ringer NFL. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. All right, guys, this is where this thing started, and that's where we are almost three years later, a solo show with Gio, uh, referring to myself in third person. That'll happen often. The big fella is off to, uh, I guess he's in Oakland. He hasn't been killed yet, so that's good. I talked to him last night. He is still alive. So, yeah, we're going to do, might be a little bit of a quicker show, and we're definitely going to do something a little bit different. I think Jesse's biggest fear in leaving me alone on the podcast is that I would totally ruin it and just call a bunch of people out and ruin relationships and lose sponsors and get canceled. However, and I don't want to shock him too much because of the heart. However, Jesse, to your pleasant surprise when you hear this, we are going to do a little hobby history with Geo and a positive spin on it. So uh, I made a post the other day, one of the most, especially now that the group's gotten so big and engaged, had some of the most engagement we've had in a while, and it was very simple. It was just, the, and I stand by what I said. The hobby is full of good people. It's like everything else in the world, though. The 1% whiners, complainers, donkeys, just the clowns, the basement dwellers who are just, you know, stealing all the sweatpants off the shelves at, at Walmart are just the loudest. But you go to any card show, any card show I've ever been to, 99.9% uh, .9 of interactions I've had when making deals online, not with just like random posts, but when actually interacting with people on socials, trying to make deals there. It's a little bit less with the percentage of breakers, but 80 to 90% of breakers I've ever dealt with on multiple various platforms, nothing but good experiences. Uh, the majority of people I know in the real world and on social, again, people I actually deal with, hey, here's this Ken Griffey Jr. card I got. The response is, that's awesome, or they're happy for you, excited you got a PC card. And I say that just because it does at times turn into, you know, hey, instead I post a, a picture of a PC Ken Griffey card. The first thing is, well, he's not as good as this guy. You should only be buying vintage or, yeah, it's in a PSA holder, but you should be buying SGC or whatever it might be. It doesn't matter. Just a reminder, that is the tiniest speck of this hobby. Most people are normal, decent people who like just love collecting cardboard. Uh, and so every now and again, I do think we need a reminder of 
dude, just do what you like. Like, this is not coming from an influencer or from a podcast host or anything else. Enjoy the hobby. Like, you really, I, I do think it is super important for everybody to actually find something they like to do in the hobby. And just in terms of hobby history, like, that's how it started for me. Uh, you know, for me growing up, uh, I was in every other weekend with the dad kid. You know, parents split when I was four. Every other weekend I went to the old man's house. It is not like the easiest thing, especially as I started growing up a little bit more. You know, you get to be like eight, 10, 12 years old. Like we played a little bit of Madden on like PS1, I guess it would have been or whatever it was. But at least from where I was from, it's not like back then. This is 30 years ago. We weren't exactly just sitting around and talking and having kumbayas. And, you know, I'm sure it was just as awkward for my dad as it was for me. Like, what do I do with this kid every other weekend? Uh, and honestly, by extension, even my brother, my older brother, Russ, seven years older than me, you know, an 18 year old and an 11 year old, not exactly like you're hanging out, like he's driving and hanging with his friends. I'm just stuck there every other weekend. And so that's why. And again, just to kind of, like I said, we're doing a little, a little spin. It's going to be a short story because I think half you people would rather just hear me rip on people, but it's not going to happen. So, uh, but that's why cards were so important to me. Uh, and even now. I find myself getting crazy sentimental about cards thinking about my kid coming. Like, oh, when this kid becomes, you know, four, five, six, he's going to grow up watching, you know, maybe there's the expansion Nashville baseball team. And if that's the case, that's going to be his team. The Titans will be his team. Uh, we'll find cards of those people. But like for me, that really was the, the escape from school, you know, getting picked on at school and being bullied and all that crap. Uh, which is is great. That's the nice thing about going to school in Haverhill. Those people are all still living at home with their parents, so you can look back and laugh now. Uh, but seriously, cards became such an awesome escape for me, one. And then two, it was like, oh, and I'm sure my my dad listens to every episode. I'm sure he feels the same way. The pressure was off. Every Saturday, every other Saturday I was there, card show, every single weekend. Like we went to uh, in Derry and Londonderry, New Hampshire, there were two of the most insanely massive flea markets. I don't know if they still happen or not, like hundreds of tables. And every weekend, every Saturday, there were like 10 or 15 tables that only dealt in either cards or starting lineups, which were absolutely my jam back in the day. I loved it. I still have a ton of them. And that's what we did every weekend. And so really, to me, cards became like the connection of like, oh, well, this is like, yeah, we'd watch games on Sunday, obviously. Sunday was taken care of. Friday night, you're getting picked up. You're After school, you drive there. That night's gone. Anyways. Saturday, though, the card show, and, and on the rare occasion we didn't go there, we'd go to a card shop. That became like the connection for me and my old man growing up. That's why cards have always been super important to me. Uh, before the money, before the breaking, the influencing, all the other crap, uh, it was that. And, and the same thing with my brother. Like when Russ was old enough to drive, it was awesome. Because then all of a sudden it was like, well, me and him would go. Uh, instead of him wanting to just hang out with his friends and, hey, I don't want to be with my younger brother. And again, seven years is a big difference in age as a teenager. That just became our thing. So every now and again, I do think it's important to just remember like, hey, you should have something more. invest. And, and if you're only in the card game to flip, make money, if it's strictly a business, I don't mind. Like, whatever. People are going to do what they want to do. But I think it's awesome. Like, if you can find a way to get sentimental about something in the card game, uh, whether it be a relationship that it creates for you, you know, friends online, friends in person, whatever, uh, even just the pieces of cardboard. I mean, there's multiple... You know, I'm recording from home today, so I've got the bookshelf behind me. You can't see it. Like, there's literally 10 or 15 pieces up there that have a story for me, which that that's why card collecting has become so important. Bonus. Yes, I get to support my family because of this, and my wife kind of you know doesn't have to work as much or at all now, uh, and this supports us. But it's, it is, it is, it becomes 
like a it is wild to say this about pictures of people on cardboard that you've never met most of but i think and i think that story is true for so many so many times like guys reach out to us on social and it's like oh hey you know collected cards with my dad as a kid we've had a couple guys recently too my dad just passed or my my grandfather just passed whatever it is but I found their collection and all of a sudden, just like instantly that connection is made again. Like it brings back awesome memories with the old man, with the grandfather, whatever it is. And then you've got like a piece of that history. I think that is super important. I really do. Like I said, I don't often get on here and try to get sentimental and, and talk specifically hobby history and other things. Uh, but I do, I, I just think it's, it's super valuable uh, to have a connection if you can. Again, if that's not your thing, it's just a money grab. I understand. No problem. Do whatever you want. I don't, I don't care. People can do whatever they want. Uh, but when you make the connection like that, it becomes way more than, than just a hobby. It becomes more than a card. It even becomes more than, Hey, I'm watching a game. I would have no interest in, you know, like now I'll do that. I'll watch a game. I don't care about because I've got, you know, players. I have the cards of these players. So I'm invested now. Uh, but if you can make, if you can turn it into, which I think so many people do, this connection, that, like that to me is still at the absolute core of what this is about. It's not about Panini and Fanatic suing each other. It's not about, I like this slab better than that slab, or hey, I made this flip, uh, or I like breaking, or I think breakers are the plague of the earth, or any of that crap. It's not about pump and dump and what these, you know, this guy told me to buy that or whatever. If you can keep up that as a piece of it, I think it's very important to keep you grounded uh, if you're going to be in this game for the long haul. I've been collecting now probably close to 30 years. I've come in and out. I mean, especially when I got married, early 20s came in and out. But that is kind of what always brought me back to it. Even at times, like when my dad was down here, that became our family trip every year for my dad, uncle, and brother. Uh, we do the national. We've done that four or five times now because that was it. Like, hey, let's just all get together. It's either going to be in Chicago, AC, wherever it's going to be. And that's what we're going to do. That will be our trip. Again, it's about family. I understand that. But the cause, the surrounding, you know, circumstance was cards. And so I just think, again, like I said, if you're going to be in this for the long haul, if you can really get down and make a connection like that, I think that's what keeps people around. I have cards, by the way, that I am 90% upside down. And some of my Kobe's I've talked about, a couple of LeBron's, even some Brady's I'm way down on. Yeah, it hurts. It's miserable. You, you know, you look at him, you're like, oh, this made a stupid investment, stupid buy, whatever. Uh, but at the end, of, or even the, the flip side too, hey, I sold this way too early. Now this card is worth six figures and it was worth four figures before. That's all well and good, whatever. The wins and the losses along the way. But I do think it's important. Uh, and that's not a message you'll ever hear from me again. I'm never going to get sentimental like this. It's just, hey, with the kid coming, I really was like, hey, that was a huge part of my childhood. Like it, it really just was. And it helped me with the relationships. It did. It helped me with family relationships growing up. Uh, it helped me connect to people that I wouldn't be friends with otherwise. Because like I said, I think if you're collecting cards like I was from the age of five, right through high school, probably not the most popular kid in school. It's a lot different than it is now. But that escape was awesome. So I just, I did want to at least say that. I think we spent plenty of time. Now I'm going to just tear people apart for the next 20 minutes to balance this out. Um, but I do. I think it's also important, like I mentioned, loud minority you know the small the one percent of the people who want to complain and whine about everything i also find those people to be the most closed-minded hey it's it's only this way or it's only that way dude collect what you like at the end of the day if that is the baseline of what you're doing and you're enjoying it fantastic like i, I just think that's crazy important so boom positive message carlos were you expecting that kind of a message on a solo show 
Or were you in the Jesse camp where you were terrified I was going to ruin some things? You can be honest. I wasn't scared of anything, but it's I was definitely a little surprised that we're going with the positivity route from a solo show with you. I'm a positive man, Carlos. Let's go, Lorca. You know what, dude? We're going to keep the surprises going. Me and Carlos were talking about, do the drum roll thing. Jesse, hit the button. Lorcana. This is ridiculous. Positive and now Lorcana. What, yeah. what, what's the story with your LCS down there or up there uh, in New York? So, yeah, I'm in Virginia. Uh, so my Virginia. local game store. <laughs> Have you ever been in New York? <laughs> Have I ever been to New York? Have you ever lived in New York? I No, I've never lived in New York. <laughs> You've always been in Virginia? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Get to know your producer. Okay, this is fun. Virginia. Yeah, so my local game store, Dragonfire Games, what they've been doing is uh, they are selling Lorcana product at MSRP. And they're doing it for only people who participate in the events and play the game. So that kind of you know encourages people to actually play the game and tries to grow a player base instead of just selling it to people who just want to sit on it or flip it. Do you play, by the way? I have I haven't played because I was in Sweden when they had their first event and their second event sold out. So <laughs> oh, so so it's working then. Like they're at least selling out with these things. Yes. Dang. What do you know MSRP? Uh, I don't know off the top of my head. It's like um, half of what the retail is though right now, right? It, they're taking for sure. I mean, they're, I kind of. I mean, love they're not that. taking they're not taking a loss or anything because sure. I mean they're getting it for you know whatever they're getting it from their distributors. And, but people, you know, it's just, it, I, again, I like it because it's like encouraging people to actually like try playing the game. And because what I was, you know, what we were talking about before is sometimes when new games, card games come out, it becomes this thing of like the interests of uh, collectors versus actual TCG players are like opposed to each other, sure. right? Because collectors, they want to see their investment go up. Like, but TCG players, they want, the game to be affordable so they actually can actually play the game. So it becomes like this problem. And I I don't know. It's just, it can be really frustrating for sure when you are trying, you think you might enjoy a game. And I've seen this in like my local area of like, you know, people thinking, oh, I might try getting into this game. And then they look and they see the price of product and it's like, well, never mind. Yeah, not even And then affordable. the game doesn't, right. And then the, the player base doesn't grow. So the game doesn't last. Or even if it does last, it's like only a collector's item and it's just like, I don't know. It's I'm I'm so TCG brained that it's like hearing you guys talk about like uh you know Pokemon and it's just a completely different perspective. Sure. <laughs> and it's fascinating. Uh, and you honestly. and you hate us because of it. I don't hate it's you. It's okay. Guys. I understand. <laughs> no. I, I actually, by it's the way, I think that's awesome your shop is doing that. Because at the end of the day, too, that I guarantee people who are playing the game are in this thing for the next 10 releases, even if they don't come out. 5x on every release they don't care about that right yeah way more sustainable yeah. i think that's pretty cool good for them so uh yeah so i'm sorry we i'm gonna tell jesse no more pumping lorcana we're ruining it for carlos's friends jesse stupid kid i'm telling you jesse he does he ruins everything is what he does in the relationship i don't even know what to say anymore positivity lorcana i mean i guess we can just be done like just just the most shocking solo podcast of all time i haven't yelled about anything yet Oh, it, this is actually another note. Again, my notes are on my phone today because it's just a total mismatch made up thing. Carlos, can you do me one other favor? Can you pull the Vegas odds for the NL MVP when you have a second? I am pretty sure Mookie Betts has now overtaken Acuna in the odds in Vegas to win the MVP. Vegas is rarely wrong about these things. It's going to flip-flop back and forth. But if that's the case, like if it ended today, I, I, I would just go with whatever the Vegas odds say. 
this is insane because for a long time, people were absolutely going crazy loading up on Acuna base cards out of Topps Chrome. The buyback, uh, a 20 cent base card is now worth 20 bucks and a refractor that was $3 worth 40 and the color, the price goes up because of the MVP buyback. If you have Mookie stuff, it is probably time to pull it and set it aside. About three weeks ago, we started talking about this. Acuna was far and away number one. Freddie Freeman was two. Betts was kind of a distant third. Uh, the only thing I don't love about this just from an MVP standpoint, I don't love when two guys are on the same team. I think that usually affects voters a little bit when you know to have two top five guys, Freeman and Betts. But Mookie Betts is having like a historic August. So uh, also the Dodgers, I think, are at this point the second best record in the NL, maybe second best in the league. I'm not sure. I know they're super high up. Uh, it's amazing to see that Mookie Betts stuff, it's almost like nobody's paying attention. The only thing I've even seen in connection with Mookie having this amazing year and you know now front runner for the MVP. The only thing I see is the MVP buyback. His pricing has done almost nothing. I'm not saying go out and buy Mookie stuff now or go out and try to sell and set new comps, but I do think it's interesting. If you're a believer in Mookie, like now all of a sudden this is a guy on a team that's probably close to the MB- uh, to the World Series favorites. You have the, is he the, is he the leader now, Carlos? Uh, yeah, Mookie bets is minus one forty five to win MVP. What is Acuna like? Plus two hundred. Uh. Plus 125. So oh. it's not like a huge favorite, but that's um, crazy though. Cause two weeks yeah. ago, Acuna was like minus 600 and Mookie was third. I kind of like this solo thing with Carlos. I'm telling you. He actually looks stuff up if I ask him. Jesse's like, what? We have to look that up. And then he coughs or something. We have to cut audio. Um, so yeah, I'm not saying like, hey, go buy Mookie, but it is crazy to me that Mookie, who's already won at least one, I wonder too, does he won two MVPs? At least one MVP. He's won at least one championship, maybe two. It's like this is another guy in the hobby that is probably top three. If, if you're starting a franchise tomorrow, probably a top three pick, top five pick. And hobby love, like nothing compared to Trout, Acuna, even Soto and Tatis for a while. So, and of course, nothing compared to prospects because we go crazy for that. Mookie is interesting, man. If this kid goes on a run like this, wins the MVP like that, goes on to make a World Series run. There's some huge upside there. I don't know if that's going to happen because I don't care, but I do. I do wonder. Have you have you had heard any of the other ringer shows talking about this? Like how great he's been playing lately? Uh, no, not really. I we don't have too many baseball pods, and I don't listen to too many baseball Smart. pods, so it's a great combination. Hey, you know who has a podcast? This is the most random thing I ever heard. Uh, Johnny Bananas. Yeah. It's like a huge podcast too. I had so many people. I don't know what he said about sports recently on the podcast, but they were like, "When is Johnny coming on the podcast?" I didn't know the challenge was still happening. That was a thing when I was like a teenager. These dudes are still doing this. Yeah, I uh, produced uh, the pod that Tyson Apostle did during while he was on the challenge last uh, last year. I think this is still like a major yeah. show, yeah, and podcast. Yeah. I had no idea. Let's get Johnny into collecting cards. Here's the only problem with Johnny: I don't need a guy that good looking who's older than me coming on the show. I'm not comfortable with it. But yeah, I had Fair no enough. idea. So you you were aware of this? Yeah, that's fun, dude. I remember that growing up. CT was like the guy. It was back in Boston. What is that psychopath doing now? Is he on the show? Is CT on the show? I don't think so. I, I, I'm not going to uh, lie and say I've listened to the pod that regularly, but I know it exists. Well, there you go. We're having Johnny on the show next Thursday. Jo- Johnny's going to co-host Thursday. Make that happen. Carlos. Oh, okay. I'm excited. I wonder if he collects cards. He collects cards. He's literally traveling the world, like hanging out with a bunch of women. He's like, collect baseball cards? I don't think that fits in, but you never know. Anyways, moving right along. We're going to be done early, Carlos. I'm flying through these topics, and I'm, I'm pretty happy about it. Brian Gray left Leaf. 
stepped away. I think it was two days ago now we saw the announcement. Of course, I emphatically said there was no chance this was going to happen last episode. Uh, he stepped away. He's released some statements too, like, hey, it's been a long time coming. Just needed to find somebody who could replace me. They have not named the replacement that I've seen. He basically just alluded to, hey, I want some time with family. You know, Brian's got to be, man, I wonder how old, got to be 60-ish, I would think, because he's been around uh, forever. So I have very publicly been critical of Brian in a, in a, a number of instances because I our personalities just clash, you know, quite frankly. But say what you want. The dude has survived the initial tops takeover, the Panini takeover. He survived the Fanatics takeover. And Leaf is still like the number three company here, which is impressive. Like when you're going up against Tops and Fanatics, as long as you have been forever, and Panini, well, Fanatics slash Tops and Panini, the fact that Leaf has remained as relevant as it is is really a credit to the dude. Again, just to stay on this stupid theme of being positive, Leaf is not everybody's favorite product, whatever. It's pretty impressive. The other thing I will tell you about Brian is anybody who has ever had an issue with customer service has gotten taken care of. He's arrogant and brash and loud and outspoken, which is why we don't get along, because I think I am the exact same thing. We need to have him on the pod now, though, too. I'm backing down. All positivity and backtracking. There's your episode title. Gio has a heart that is more healthy than Jesse's, and he's backtracking from bad takes. Boom. Carlos is like, what is happening here? Uh, but yeah, stepping away. People said he's going to join Fanatics. I, I don't think that's going to happen. I, I, I'm going to take Brian at face value with what he said. It's just he's stepping away. Money's not an issue. I guarantee that guy's worth quite a bit of cash, uh, as he should be. I think he probably still owns Leaf unless he sold out uh, his percentage of it. But good on him. Like I said, there's been some some scandals over the years with Leaf, some other things. I find Brian has always been pretty outspoken about almost anything that's happened. Even when SCR went after him, he went on the pod and answered questions. So love him or hate him, I, I do. I think he was probably an overall good thing for the hobby. Like I, I do. He tried his best to keep some people accountable. And again, I think he made a product that at least for the price point, I actually think is, I mean, there's a bunch of Leaf products I still think are very good for the price point. So I don't love all of it. I think there's some trash, just like I think there's trash with every other company. Uh, but to his credit, he really was the face, by far the most accessible card uh, manufacturer, card owner, you know, brand owner, whatever you want to say. So. Yeah, I did want to at least give a, spend a minute and talk about that. Next, Tops Cosmic. I'm pretty excited about that one this week. Quick release note. I think there's other releases this week, but I do just want to hit on Cosmic quick. It comes out Wednesday. So Wednesday is what, the 30th? This product is interesting to me. I am not as excited about this product as Eddie is. Eddie loves this stuff. I, I like it. It's a little too expensive for me. Uh, it's $3.75 a box right now. I, uh, I don't know. Here's the that's the bad. I think the price is high, although last year's boxes are still $600. So maybe the price isn't that bad. It's a 200 card base set, which is small. I do like that. The rookies in the base set are stupid. It does have everybody. So Corbin Carroll, Volpe, Adley, Gunner, Yoshida, Casas, uh, Josh Young, Michael Harris, all the all the rookies that were in pristine have been in everything else they are in. Uh, the other thing, though, that's nice over pristine, Oscar Colas is back on the checklist. And then it is weird. At first, I thought this was a good thing. Now I don't think it is. And I'll explain. So there's four guys who have not been in anything as rookies this year who are now going to be in Cosmic with the rookie logo, which means they're not going to have Topps Chrome rookie, uh, base Topps Chrome rookies. They'll have update. But they're pretty big names. Like Zach Nito is in this product for the Angels. Obviously, a stud prospect got called up early. I love it for this product. He's in there. 
I hate the fact that we're going to miss out on the other stuff. So he won't have a finest rookie ever. He won't have a true tops Chrome rookie. Uh, Matt Mervis, stud for the Cubs. Again, by the way, I would also say because of this, I guarantee some lazy, stupid breakers are going to just be too dumb to look at the checklist. The Angels will be expensive anyways. I, I get that. But like the Cubs now have Christopher Morrell and Matt Mervis. The Cubs are a really, really good team here. Some guys are going to drastically underprice them. The other team is the Reds. The Reds are going to be stupid cheap for some people because they're not going to pay attention. Matt McClain is a top five rookie of the year candidate in the NL, having an awesome year. He's another one. He finally has some rookie stuff. This will be his first. I think people are going to totally miss that. The Reds will be all over it. And the Twins, like again, just randomly, Edouard Julien, the French kid prospect for them, is all over the checklist, which is helpful. Uh, and who's the Oh, Oscar Cole asked for the White Sox, like we already talked about. But even that, the White Sox have been really cheap in some products, especially pristine, because Colas wasn't in it. You were just chasing vets. Uh, so that is interesting to me. You get one auto box, one nucleus refractor, two additional parallels. There's going to be some stuff that sells through the roof. Last year's stuff, the resale was really, really high, uh, but it's going to be expensive. Like PYTs are going to be $4,000 a case. It's an expensive product. We're going to do some smaller breaks too, but we're starting our PYT breaks tonight so we'll have them on the app and on the facebook group uh so card shop live app and then scn breaks is the facebook group um i like it i was much higher to me it's still pristine is the best product of the year i stand by that I, I, we were breaking it last night I, I still think pristine is the best product of the year so far i think finest and tops chrome are right behind it i'm curious on this one the only reason i'm kind of holding back is because of the price and i lied by the way it says there's four autographs a case. That's one every three boxes. Originally, I had, I had said there was one per box. There's not. It's four per case. I think that's the same as last year. I still think it's going to do well. Like I said, Eddie's way higher on this than I am. A lot of guys are super high on it. We've had a lot of people ask. I think it'll be very good. I could see it being a top 10. To me, the color refractors in pristine just set it over the top. So we've got a ton of it. We got 25 cases in. We'll probably have a few more on the rebuy. So if you're looking for it, we will have a bunch of it. But yeah, I would give this like initially before I actually see it, I would give this like a seven. Pristine to me is a nine. Finest is a nine. Tops Chrome was a nine. So uh, it, it's good. I don't know that it's great. Um, the other things too, not releasing this week, but just a quick update on this whole Fanatics, uh, Panini, NFLPA, all this, all this nonsense. We have no official word from either of the companies. We haven't heard from the NFLPA, but it is interesting to me. Mosaic and Elite are going to ship soon. So this whole thing about ceasing immediately. Clearly, that's legal language that doesn't mean absolutely right now. I, I don't know what it means, but it doesn't mean today. Like, we got luminance last week. We got Encase last week as well. Uh, Elite might even be releasing this week. And then we've got Mosaic, which will be a really big release. So it seems like we're going to have football for at least the kind of near future. Um, we'll see what happens with it. I, I still think it's a good thing. Whether you like Tops, Panini, whatever. Stopping product production is, is rough. We we can't have like downtime and just no releases with pro uniform. So I think that's a good thing. So uh, that's your quick wax update. I got one other thing, and then we're going to mailbag. Uh, we can be done. So Fanatics announced the other day they're doing a live in person event. I forget where it is, but if out of Bowman Chrome U, that was the card that had the Wembenyama, the green refractor. He had one. It was a picture with him and Michael Rubin, and it was autographed first auto ever. Now. We'll start with the bad, by the way. So first of all, Ruben and Fanatics came out and were very much like, hey, we hate redemptions. We want to get away from it. Wemby's a redemption and everything, right? I understand that. Not a great look. 
in the grand scheme of things, I don't think it's the end of the world, but whatever. It is what it is. It's, it's a bad look. You shouldn't have redemptions if you're going to be outspoken about it. So Wemby Green, Green autographs are redemptions. There's 99 of them. Well, they came out the other day and said only 98 of those have been put into the product. The 99th being that first, the one that's inscribed by Wemby, which is going to be a monster. It's probably, I mean, honestly, it's probably a six-figure card or close to it, which is insane to me, but probably is. So they have, as soon as that was, a, the pictures came out about that a few months ago too, it was, well, you know, how are they going to determine who gets it? Because when you get a redemption, you just redeem it. You don't know what you're getting back, except you're getting a green auto. How will they determine who gets the inscribed auto? So right off the bat, the whole conspiracy theory, well, let's see, this huge breaker is going to get it. That's who will get the card or an influencer will get it. So people are mad that it wasn't put in the boxes. I guess that's a reasonable complaint. I think this is the best case scenario, though. Now everybody is invited to this live event. By the way, even this, again, just shows you how much people just love to whine and complain. If you have the green redemption, you're invited to the live event. They'll give you a flight and a hotel voucher. Immediately, well, what if we can't afford to, to travel and, and all that? Well, first of all, if you're getting a voucher, I don't know what we're doing. And if you can't afford to take two days off work, why are you buying baseball cards? Like, if you're living paycheck to paycheck that tight, I'm not saying you have to be a millionaire, but what, you can't afford to travel on somebody else's dime for two days. But you're worried about your... It makes no sense, but fine. Everybody with the redemption is invited, and they're going to do a live drawing there. By the way, if you can't make it, they're going to also send out the Zoom link. So literally everybody's included. You get your green redemption anyways. Everybody will get their autograph fulfilled. And then one of the 98 people will also get that inscribed auto. I know people are resistant to this. Like I said, I actually think this is a good idea. I don't like the Fanatics has redemptions on product. Plain, easy. Nobody's going to argue that point. Having said that, I think this is actually a pretty good solution. There's no collusion. Who's going to get it? Who's not? So I thought it was a pretty good thing, but they came out with that the other day. Uh, you know, do what you want with that. I thought it was pretty cool. That's it. I have nothing else. Carlos, any more Lurkana talk before we go to the mailbag? Uh, not Lurkana, but I do want to say that as someone who's not involved in the hobby very oh, much, yeah, please. Uh, redemptions as a concept is one of the more baffling things that I've learned about. Oh, it's insane. And, and they have expiration dates. It's wild. That is wild. I mean, in what world is like, oh, we don't have this product, but we're going to give it out anyway. And you may or may not get like, what's the point? What are we doing? So, here? so here's Just the reason. Sell by the what way. you have. So, so here is the reason, by the way, they don't want to hold up releases based on a couple stubborn players. I understand the rationale. Why? But, but at this, here's the thing, too. If you're fanatics, the PA now has equity in your company. I am laying down the law. When we have autographs, like if you're in a product, sign your cards. Like I, you're 24 years old. You throw a ball for a living. Like, let's not act like this is, you know, you're running a hospital somewhere. You're throwing a football or shooting a basket. Sign your cards, especially Wemby. That was brutal. So the overall idea of redemptions, I agree with. Absolute trash. But I, the only way I've ever rationalized it in my head is, do I want a product getting delayed one, two months because of some stupid teenager doesn't want to sign? Do I, I don't want them left out totally. But it is miserable. And, and honestly, every year it's big names. So like... Uh, 2020 Joe Burrow rookies are redemptions in almost everything and they have expiration dates like dude 2020 prism is a $30,000 case I pull an auto three years from now like what do I what do I do here uh, even last year Justin Fields was a redemption uh, Kenny Pickett's been a redemption a bunch this year as has Brock Purdy and then Wembenyama who is is the class this year it, it's goofy it, it really is absolutely insane 
Uh, I think it's the lesser of two evils, but it's still miserable. Like it's at at some point we should have me just list off the things that confuse me about the hobby. Do you have yes. another one? Do you have another one? Fire away. Well, I, I wouldn't say confuse, but things you the hate. whole concept of breaking is just baff. Again, how dare you? Another thing that's no, baffling I, I, to me. Yeah. You got to explain. I'm a breaker, so I want to hear it. I, I, by the way, I hear this a lot. I, I, I actually, I think it's valid. Give me the reasons. No, I just, it's just weird. Like you're okay. So you get on. Okay, this is my understanding of it, and I've been producing on for this podcast for a long time, and I've never asked you guys really anything. So you don't talk on here. You always give us one word answers, and you're like, yeah, you know, this is great. Okay, so my my understanding of it is you like go on either you know an app like your guys's app or. Uh, some sort of website TikTok, or something. website, whatever. YouTube, yeah. yep. And you watch people. So you, okay, like, I think you like pay for a team and then you watch people open the packs and then if they pull uh, players from a, that team that you paid for, they send it to you, correct? correct? Yeah, so, so real quick. So you can either do a pick your team where you know the team you're getting mm-hmm. or you can do what's called a random team. So if the product is $1,800, 30 teams, 60 bucks a spot, you get assigned a random team. Or you pick it. So yeah, those are the two basic ones. But yes, that's okay. everything you said is correct. Okay, but look, and you know, Please, I know this. Don't is gonna, hold back. We need someone to be sound. negative here. But so why not just open product yourself? Great question. So here's what I would tell you. So for example, uh, Cosmic. We we'll use the stuff we're using this week. If you bought it right now, it's going to cost you three hundred and eighty dollars a box, one box. Mm-hmm. Now let's just say though, we'll play both ends of the spectrum. I am a, you know, it's weird. Like randomly the Royals have a a savage following in baseball cards. If you are literally just like, yes, I want to go on there and hit the 101 Otani. Everybody wants that. But I just, I love Cosmic. I think it's an awesome brand. I want a bunch of my Royals cards, right? Well, I don't want to spend $400 in the box because there's like no Royals in this thing worth 400 bucks. Yeah, I could go out and buy singles, but then I got to wait and there's no fun. Like I know exactly what I'm buying. So the difference would be I could buy the Royals in a full case. Now I have access to a whole 12 box case of only Royals for 40 bucks. The flip side too is I, I, I like the Yankees. Like the Yankees have Jeter, Judge, uh, Anthony Volpe is a crazy expensive rookie. Same thing. The Jeter's, uh, the Yankees are going to be like 350 in a full case break. I could buy one box and maybe hit a couple. I could wait and just buy the big singles. Or, and again, by the way, this comes down to like people, like the thrill of the chase as well. I'm not naive to that. But the other thing is I now have the exposure to the Yankees in a full case. I I have 12 boxes to hit this shot, you know, this huge card and all that. So I actually think that's a super valid point, though, what you said. There's a bunch in the hobby who totally agree. They're like, I don't want to watch somebody else break cards. Totally agree. Yeah, it's just, it's because it's weird because, I mean, I think, you know, breaking is kind of a thing in TCGs. I think it's especially more Pokemon, like, for sure. a thing with Pokemon. Mm. But in a lot of other TCGs, it's a very, very, very small like niche market, right? You know, so for me, it's just like, okay, I can either buy product, which I tend to buy like one box of every core set for the game that I play, or I can buy singles. But breaking feels like this like in-between space sure. <laughs> where it's like you're still gambling, but you're paying less than a, for a full box. So I don't know. It's Valid, man. I think that's super valid. And honestly, there's a ton of people in the hobby who feel the exact same way and would never break, ever. And I, and I totally get that. The other thing I would say is, and this is exclusive to us, just to, not exclusive, but this is something too. Like with our breaking, we also offer grading services. You know, So if you pull a card, we'll send it off the next day for you. You get it back before anybody else in the country. 
or hey, we will grade it, get it back and consign it. And it's just like a community. Like we have we have certain people in our world that are like, whatever, Sav- Hobson, one of my biggest customers, savage Yankees fan. Last night we pulled a super, which is a one-on-one super fractor uh, of a guy who nobody has ever heard of. Even, I think even Adam was lying about it, but but it was a Yankee and it was cool. Like right in the room, the guy who pulled it was literally just chasing somebody else. But he's like, hey, I want that card. Awesome. Let me start a group message. He gets to buy his car. But to your point, uh, that is a totally valid point of view. Like, hey, I just want to open my own stuff or I just want to go buy singles. I totally get it. I would say the advantages are exposure to a little bit more and then being a part. If your breaker runs at like a community, ex, you know, kind of exposure to a community. But it is not for everyone. That's why I don't push it, man. Honestly, because I think there's so many people who are like, I don't have anything to do with it and never will. I'm totally fine with that. Like, I, I makes sense to me. I do. And the grading aspect is also a good point because that's something that's, again, less popular when it comes to TCGs. Sure. Again, it's still a thing, especially Pokemon. It's like its own animal because the collector's market is so big with Pokemon. But with TCGs, grading is not as popular. There's, there's people in TCGs, I'll tell you this right now, who actively hate grading like because you can't play with it once you grade a card right exactly that's the difference and that's why it's weird uh it's like it's just a different you know way of looking at things plus i gotta think like tcg people like even you like do you have tcg cards on display in your house anywhere no no i have them in binders right like see that's a difference everything's in like almost everything behind me is graded it just it's more displayable you know but yeah because there's no cards in piles behind me (laughs) But that it, that's a, that is a great point, though. Like grading for us, not only does it help to value and preserve it, but it's also like now I can display it easier and safer. But yeah, I, if I if there was an interactive like a uh, what's a word I'm looking for like a gamification, I, yeah, it would totally ruin that aspect of it. Right, because it, once you grade it, it's like you can't really you're if you crack it, you're ruining the value of it to play with it and it's just like i don't know dude i'd like to see somebody at like a like a lorcana tournament just slamming down stacks like just graded cards (laughs) ruining other people's collections all right here's what we're gonna do who is your favorite baseball team i i you don't i'm not a huge baseball person i mean i in name i'm a marlins fan but i don't know this is a perfect answer i am going to give you the marlins in a case break you have to come in this is the deal i will give you the team for free in the case break you have to come in and watch some of it all right sounds good wednesday night it's a good thing you didn't okay. say Yankees. I was going to be like, no, we can't really afford that. Marlins, we can afford. You got to you got to try one break. You got to like be in there and watch it and see how it goes. Also, I sing okay. Springsteen. I don't know if you're a Bruce fan. <laughs> okay. You don't sure. you don't strike me as a type, but that's okay. I like this. Once an episode, here's the here's what we need from you. Once okay. a week, not once an episode. Something you hate or don't understand in the hobby. Okay. I think this was great. I'm I'm down. I yeah, I've been talking to Jesse uh before about like, you know, things that just as someone who's trying to understand the hobby space, the sports card space, I should say, from a TCG perspective, it's there there's definitely things that are just like that's a strange way of doing things or like I don't understand why you guys would do this. I'm in. I like it. Jesse asks me crap like this all the time. He just doesn't say it publicly. He doesn't want to look like a fraud. But well there you go. Questions with Carlos. We gotta find a better name and we'll find some music. Jesse will do something with the board. I'm excited about this. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Why is it that with sparkling water, I'm always playing guessing games with what flavor I'm drinking? Is it citrus? Is it aluminum can flavored? Mm, not sure. Sparkling ice, though, they really mean flavor. Like in-your-face flavor. Orange mango, black raspberry. Don't even get me started on the strawberry lemonade. Kiwi strawberry slid right into my taste buds DMs last night and let them know who's boss. No subtleties there and no sugar either. But it does have vitamins and antioxidants. Find sparkling ice at a major grocery store or club retailer near you. Sparkling ice. Anything but subtle. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected. Subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. All right. Let me, uh, let's just bang out some mailbag and we'll get out of here. Let's do it. I feel bad. I usually, I've been very diligent about mailbag lately and studying it ahead of time. I have not even looked. So uh, I apologize to you people in the mailbag. Uh, so bam, what do you think the hobby will be like five to 10 years down the road? Fanatics seem to have a vision uh, of what they want. Curious to hear what the expectations are. I mean, number one, I do think 10 years from now, the hobby will be much, much bigger. I just, I don't think a company like that comes in they're actually going to throw marketing in. They're going to make content around it. They're going to make events. I think it will be a much bigger hobby. Aside from that, I wonder. Like, I, it's that's the good. It could be huge, and and everybody's you know in it. It's very prosperous, and it's a, a thriving marketplace. The potential bad is if we have a monopoly for ten years. What does that actually look like? That's a scary thought. I don't care if you like fanatics or not. I tend to like them, but that is terrifying to think. Hey, we might have a a super monopolistic uh, company. Uh, just some small niche things like me and Carlos were just saying, like, I would love to see in five years, redemptions are totally a thing of the past. That would be amazing. Sticker autos, things of the past. That would be great. Only game used jerseys. That would be awesome. Uh, the other thing I'd love is the, um, I never know the actual word. I always say provenance, but I don't think that's it. Like on the back of the jersey, hey, this is a game worn jersey from in the date of the game. I think that would be amazing. I don't know that we'll ever see any of those things, but if you're asking me, I think that would be awesome. Um, also somebody would have bought card shop live for millions of dollars before then 10 years from now, boom, roasted, uh, Andrew Donnelly. Do you think people are confusing this era as junk wax era for a junk set era? I'm sure there are 10 products you could name that need to go by the way. I don't think it's junk. Yeah, I do think that, but again, the difference here is serial numbering. Like you, even if a, a, a base set is crazy overproduced, what is it like? then go chase the numbered cards or the SP or the K-sets or all that other stuff. I think there's so many different ways for you to avoid junk wax, so to speak, or overproduced stuff. And then the, the overproduced stuff is actually serves a great purpose as well. I don't want, you know, I don't need Theo collecting a $300 numbered card when he's six, but I do want him to have a Mookie Betts base card that's worth a buck. It serves a purpose. I, I do still think there's a, a place for all that too. Uh, John Dudley, you asked about Kurt's card care. I, I honestly have not spent much time in it. 
with this whole cleaning of cars and what he does, doesn't do, or anything like that. So I'm going to leave that off. Um, but we can talk about it in the future. Somebody else asked about that too. Greg said, do you think there are too many parallels, colors, and different versions of the same card? I think it's a little overdone. Do you think Fanatics will change that? I don't think it's going to change. Um, we've seen as many, if not more, color, refractor, parallels, etc., in top stuff this year than ever before. I don't mind it, though. I would rather have numbered stuff than non-numbered, so I, I don't hate it. At some point, there becomes like, hey, it is too much. I just, at least me personally, I don't think we're there yet. So, uh, Maddie Tillman, who's your dark horse for the Super Bowl, and who are you taking a flyer on to flip? Dark horse, not really a dark horse. I think the Jets are winning the Super Bowl. I think the Jets could win the Super Bowl. It's a loaded team. The only two people I loaded up on in the offseason, though, pretty boring. I held all my Russ Wilson stuff because he was a train wreck last year. I did load up on uh, Aaron Rodgers, and I still have a ton of my Tua stuff in the don't sell box. I'm hoping that turns into the sell for a huge profit box soon. But those are the three guys I'm in on. Eric W., would you rather have a Pop Century Gary V 101 or a Ja Morant base prism? Oh, Gary V, are you kidding me? He has psychotic fans. He'd sell it for $80 trillion. I just tell him it's an NFT and they'd spend $6 trillion on the card. If Jesse Rhodes Gibson wasn't on the podcast, this is from BJ Kroger, do you think the show would ever talk about non-sports? This is the only question I saw, and BJ, that's why I told Carlos to hold that. Boom, roasted. Has he made them more relevant in your eyes? No, I don't care about them. I understand there's a, it's a big percentage of the hobby, though, so that's why we're talking about it. But uh, but no, I, I, it's, and that's okay to me, by the way. Like If Carlos never cared about sports cards, I don't care. Like He does his thing. I'm never going to care about TCG. I don't care. Like, so what? But I but I do think it's a thriving market. Like, I understand that. My whole philosophy with TCG stuff now has just been keep my mouth shut and let Jesse talk about it more than I would have. I don't like hearing him speak, but I'm going to try to let him talk more. So, uh, Michael Ferrario, how long would you recommend holding sealed wax until you decide to either rip or sell? Man, especially ripping, it terrifies me because of the redemption issue. But sell as soon as stuff spikes. 2020 two years ago was a perfect example. Burrow makes a Super Bowl run. Stuff goes absolutely nuclear. Sell it all. If Purdy and Pickett and Ritter start off crazy hot on 22 stuff, dump it. Like to me, wax has become such a volatile game. I just, I dump it when I see the opportunity to. Sam King, call out some more donkey behavior. How dare you? This is a positive show. So no. Uh, Chris Duff, I'm hoping we get at least one look at me. I'm Jesse Rhodes Gibson and I'm really tall. I like Mickey Mouse and staying positive all the time impression. Is Mickey Mouse in California? I thought he was in Florida. What's the one in California? Is that Disneyland? Disney World? Disneyland is in California. Disney World is in Florida. Gotcha. Well, he's in Alcatraz, so I don't know what he's doing over there. I don't want to. I don't have any Jesse impressions. I guess I do. I don't have time for it. I hadn't thought about it. Uh, Mike M. Mike, nice you don't have Jesse dragging you down today. That is correct. He did say just teasing Jesse, but I don't think he was. Anyway, I as I watch break prices on team spots shift and continued interest in Topps Chrome Baseball, I think the MVP buyback might be one of the best hobby promotions in recent years. Your thoughts? Absolutely. Again, there is plenty of bad that Fanatics has done. You can take your shots, redemptions, other things, whatever. The MVP buyback from Topps and Fanatics is amazing. Like, it is a win for literally everybody. You have incentivized base cards that have no value, and now they have value. I don't, and also, by the way, it's credit in stores that are participating. So it's literally driving business to LCSs. I, I don't know how there's a downside. I totally agree, Mike. Um, 
Let me see here. Scott Boland just said mythical creatures. This reminded me. Years ago, we had people trying to poach people from our Facebook group. I called this idiot. He had a card show. I got a cease and desist letter from a lawyer, I'm pretty sure. I did not tell him I was recording the conversation. Or we were live on Facebook. And the guy, one of these people who just continued to talk over me, no matter what I said. So then I started making stuff up. I was like, dude, I get it. Like, you know, Mookie Betts and Mike Trout. Like, dude, there's mythical creatures. There's like, you know, Gandalf was in that set. And this dude just kept talking. We talked for like 20 minutes. And the next day, I got a message. And it was like, hey, we've contacted attorneys. Like, we're at a one-party or a two-party state or something. And I was like, okay, well, that was fun at least. But I don't think I ever got sued. I don't remember receiving the papers. So mythical creatures. Thank you, Scott. That was a nice reminder. Uh, Goldman with the turmoil, Jeremy Goldman, with all the turmoil around Panini, do you think there's a chance of there being fewer NFL cards and sets this year? Eventually, maybe. I'm hoping things get tied up in litigation long enough to ride out the entire season. That is best case scenario. But after the next month or two, I think it gets a little dicey. And then do you think QBs and college jerseys will be worth holding? I do. If there's less pro stuff, people are going to turn somewhere. And I don't know how much 23 we're going to see. So I, I think it's at least interesting. Josh Ball, will it be 2023 Stadium Club Baseball? Yes. I, I don't know why there wouldn't be. I'm assuming we'll have Stadium Club and Stadium Club Chrome. I'd be shocked if we didn't. Uh, they don't have release dates as of yet, but I think they will. I didn't understand this question. I wonder if you know what this is, uh, Carlos. Mark Fox, I guarantee AR cards are coming. NFT-type cards with added things like interactive player messages displays. What are AR cards? Do you know? Augmented reality is the first thing I thought of, but I don't know if that's what he was talking about. I don't know what kind of blasphemy he's talking about. We already talked know. about mythical creatures. Mark, AR cards and mythical creatures. We don't care. Uh, if you pull an autograph card from Jason and it's not numbered, what is the print run camping more than a few thousand? I would guess. Yeah, a lot of stuff is still not numbered, but yeah, I can't imagine there's that many. A um, couple of you guys wrote books in here, which I appreciate. We just can't read them on. Jonah, though, any chance you have Brian Gray come on to discuss his time at Leaf? We would. I think Brian listens. Brian, if you want to message us on, on uh, you might even have my phone number. If you want to message me, text me, or if you want to reach out on socials, Brian. Again, I'm in a good mood. Let's have him on. I'm all about it. So we get some soccer questions. Again, no offense. I only talk about sports. Sorry. A um, couple guys. <laughs> I had a great time at that soccer game, dude. I'm in. I'm in on soccer. I don't know what it's called or what was happening, but we had a great time. Um, Johnny Watt asked about, should grading companies have subgrades? Uh, would it help like kind of consistency? Yes and no. Like subgrades are great, but people also crap on Beckett for being inconsistent. You know, if PSA had subgrades, they would be inconsistent at times. SGC would be inconsistent. It's human grading. There's always going to be differing of opinions. There's always going to be inconsistencies. I don't think we're ever going to get around that. So last question, Jacob, with players, specifically Kershaw and Mookie Betts, that don't currently sign in tops. That is weird. They're almost never in. Mookie, I don't think it has, has been since like his rookie year. With all these big changes going on, could we see those guys sign again? Or is it more of a personal reason why they don't sign? I mean, Jacob, I think we're going to see more guys added to the list as we see licenses come up and obviously fanatics coming into the space wanting to spend money. So I do think we'll see. I can't speak to those guys specifically, but I think eventually we'll start seeing more guys. I mean, we're even hearing rumors now LeBron may be in some top products going forward. So it uh, could be very interesting. Um, there you go. That is your mailbag. That is your show. I'll be back on Thursday. No Carlos, no Jesse on Thursday. Me and Eddie on Thursday. Uh, Eddie and Eddie, by the way. Eddie from SCN Breaks is coming on for a few minutes, and Eddie the producer. So there you have it. Carlos, closing remarks. What do you got? Uh, it was nice talking to you. I'm looking forward to a recurring segment, hopefully. I tell you, that is a great idea. I like this. Questions with Carlos's concerns. 
He likes that. He's smiling, folks. I saw it on camera. There you go. All right, guys. That is your show. We'll be back on Thursday. Unless a kid is born, then I won't be here. Goodbye.